you're listening to the Elevate You with Rebecca podcast. I am so happy you're here because that means that you are about to start elevating your life in ways you never imagined. I am your host, Rebecca Kiger. I'm a master mindset and high performance coach, as well as a financial advisor of over a decade. I've been studying the differences between successful and unsuccessful people for all these years, and I'm going to be diving into all of the things on this journey together. This podcast is a combination of mindset, spirituality, strategy, and encouragement that will have you reaching new heights in no time. If you're looking to elevate your finances, relationships, mindset, and health, then this podcast is for you. I'm going to show you all the ways to master your mind so you can create the life that you desire. Because once you learn how to do that, truly anything is possible for you. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Elevate You with Rebecca podcast. I have a very special guest with me today, Jess Hathaway. Jess is a women's wellness and life transformation coach, as well as the founder of the Holistic Picture. She helps women break free from the diet culture and obsession with their body and scale so that they can live a life of freedom and helps them let go of the things that are holding them back. So welcome, Jess. How are you? you. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for taking time to come on to the show with me today. I appreciate you. Oh, absolutely. You're welcome. I'm honored to be here. Good, good. Jess and I actually met. um, It's kind of funny because we were brought into each other's lives um, on multiple occasions. The universe tried to kind of connect us and we finally have connected. We only live like an hour away from one another. So it's really cool to have someone who has the same mindset, same beliefs, and is really trying to do a lot of the same good in the world uh, so close to home. So it's so exciting to have you here. And it's so exciting that we've built this friendship and that, that it's growing. So I'm, I'm happy to be in your life and vice versa. Yes, back at you. Good. All right. So before we dive into some questions today, I would love to just go through and kind of break the ice a little bit and have our listeners get to know you on a little bit more of a personal level. If that's okay with you, I just have some rapid fire fun questions to get started with. Go for it. All right, cool. Let's start with an easy one. What is your favorite food? Wings. Wings? (laughs) Yep. Buffalo wings. Buffalo wings. Okay. I was going to say any certain kind. <laughs> yeah. Wings are, wings are really good. <laughs> any, any specific place in Pittsburgh? That's a really big food here. Like I feel um, like there's always wings. Yeah. We have friends of ours own Knox's Tavern and Blah Knox and they, okay. Have so um, they're, they're good ones. They're good. Yeah. All right. Awesome. I'll have to check that out. My husband's a big fan too. Okay. How about um, your favorite color? What's your favorite color? yellow yellow mm-hmm. any reason you just love it I it's not a color that like I wear often it's not even a color that I have like in my house a lot it's just the fact that it it feels it's the energy behind yellow mm. it's like the energy of sunshine and yes. light and um just positive energy it just makes oh. me happy like when I see it so I love that. Um, it's not one that I wear often or even like have colors in my house of it's just one that I like that you like a lot. Yeah. That's my mom's favorite color too. So I love it. <laughs> okay. What is your, if you had to choose a spirit animal that you feel like described you as a person, what would it be? I usually say dolphin. 
Um, okay. When I think of spirit animal, Brett and I, my fiance Brett is um, also a scuba certified person. I am also scuba certified. We love the ocean. Um, it's kind of funny, actually, like years into dating, we both realized that we both wanted to be marine biologists when we were little. So, um, and the dolphin was always my favorite animal growing up. And so it's, it's something that we've just carried with us of the love for the ocean, just like the, that we all come from there. And it's just the, the energy of water is something that still to this day is just, that is my like earth element is water. I love being by the water. It fuels my energy. And so just the, the fluidness of dolphins, like their power, they're like happy, yeah. they're protective, like the whole thing. It's just, a, there's a lot of pieces to it. So mm, I love dolphins and I love the water and you and I resonate on that so much. And water is the energy of the feminine too. Mm -hmm. So, especially when we need to like really chill out and yeah. like get away from that masculine hustle, mm -hmm. the water is the perfect place to be, to be able to refill your cup. So I totally, totally resonate with you. Yeah. Okay. So what is one of your, either your favorite or just one that you can think of, um, one of your favorite quotes that you like to live by? This is a tough one for me. I don't, I wouldn't say it's one of my, it's more of like a mantra. One of the things that I say to my yeah. clients and to myself a lot is grace over guilt. Mm. Um, with all things. So like I, we're in the holistic world, both of us are very into a very well-rounded approach to things. And so it's not just at, with what I do, it's a lot of times with dieting and, and with our wellness routine and stuff, it's, it's that grace piece over feeling guilty and, and shameful, but that also carries into so many other areas of our life too, of just holding grace with ourselves when we're going through difficult seasons and releasing the guilt and for in the forgiveness piece. It's just, it's such a short thing, but it's something that I say a lot to pull into myself. <laughs> so no, it's good. Yeah. It's good. Mantra quote. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I should probably change that to mantra too, because really that's, yeah. Some people live by these quotes that they've heard from others mm -hmm. and some people just have these mantras that maybe they made up or whatever. So I, I love that grace over guilt. That's so good. Okay. Last one. If you could have lunch with anyone dead or alive, who would it be and why? Oh man. <laughs> That's a t the, the, my, my, my intuitive instinct there that just came through for me was my gram that oh, passed wow. away. Um, and if I really thought about it, you know, I could change it to somebody like, a, you know, a, somebody, a famous mentor or something like that. But, um, probably why that came through is just the fact that I, I've been seeing so many butterflies lately. And so those are my heavenly sign. I always say, I'm like staring at one. There's one on my book, right, right across from me. And, um, I just, she never met Brett. We're getting married this, this coming year. And, just knowing everything that I've gone through over the, ever since that she passed away a couple of years ago, it's like, I would just love to share with her all of it, you know, share him, share everything that we've done, our, our life together and um, all of those things. It's been, it's been coming up a lot for me lately with um, just seeing a lot of butterflies around me. So um, that was my initial instinct there. When oh, that's perfect. You don't have to change that. That's a beautiful answer. I appreciate she was that. Amazing, amazing woman. She was so funny. And so 
um, bright. I mean, she was a powerhouse. She had 11 kids and, you wow. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. You would have to be a powerhouse to have 11 kids to survive that, right? Oh, that's beautiful. Though. And so I'm sure it's her sending you these butterflies as well. That's all. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, thank you for that. Thank you for kind of getting a little warmed up with me. I like to do that. And again, just allow everyone to see a little bit more behind the scenes, right? It's not all about business. It's about who we are as people as well. So I love that. Okay. So let's dive in. I'm excited. I'm excited for our listeners to get to know you better. You have been impactful in my life as well. I know that even as us, you know, being friends and and working together, you know, it's so cool just to be able to have people who you can consistently be inspired by and, you know, vice versa. It's like, you have this area of expertise that I'm excited to dive into that I've learned a lot from you as well. So let's just start with a question of um, who are you, right? Tell us a little about a little bit about that and who do you help and how do you help them? Sure. So I am a certified holistic nutritionist, nutrition and wellness consultant, personal trainer, and Jen, most recently I just received my prenatal and postnatal fitness specialist certification. And so credentially wise, that is um, my background. I also have a background in culinary and pastry arts and hospitality management. And I'll share a little bit about that, um, getting into my story and all of that stuff. But um, that is my credentials. But what I help to do with that is help women really gain their wellness and life freedom. So we live in a world today that is so diet culture based. Um, you know, I do, we, we are seeing a lot more of getting out of that, a movement of getting out of that. And I like to, to always keep that as part of my mission of helping not just be a company, but we're a movement. I, you know, I've been sharing a lot about this movement out of diet culture and gaining that freedom away from obsessing over the scale, restricting calorie counting, punishing ourselves with overworking out, trading, you know, workout for food and all of that kind of thing. That's what I help women to do at the forefront. But we also look at on a deeper level, what is actually holding them back in their wellness routine. And naturally that trickles into every other area of their life. So the holistic picture coming from looking at the whole picture of their wellness routine and also their life is knowing that if something is off, say in your relationship or in your career or something like that, that it's going to have an impact on your fitness, on your nutrition and how you're fueling your body on your sleep and rest and relaxation and vice versa. That if something's off in your wellness routine, that it's going to naturally have an effect on those other areas of your life. And so that's where the inspiration for the name came from. And so looking at that, the first thing we always do is tapping into bringing our awareness to the pain points in those different areas. So breaking down and asking the, the, the difficult questions, right? That's what we need to do. And in this work is not for the faint of heart. It's sometimes, it always actually gets us very vulnerable, which us as humans don't always wanna be vulnerable, but um, that's where like the true transformation happens and the true freedom of breaking through what limiting beliefs are holding you back in all of these different areas. And so when I always hear, you know, we always hear what's the next diet plan? What's the next workout routine? What's going to get me 
to lose the, you know, quote unquote weight, right. Is that's, that's all coming from diet culture. But what I do is we're looking at it at a deeper level and it's, it's looking at it in a way that it's not the next diet plan. That's going to quote unquote, fix you. We're not here. You're not, you're not broken. And so it's, it's not the next thing. It's about what is actually holding you back um, when, from a mindset perspective, when you think about your nutrition, when you think about your fitness, when you, um, rest and relax, what are the thoughts that are coming up? And so that is always the first step is flipping that and then filling in with the knowledge piece of there is something to be said about the how of wellness and the education of nutrition and moving our body and fueling ourselves well. But we look at all of that deeper level stuff first, because that's really what is going to have the biggest impact and create that sustainable wellness and freedom in their life. Mm. So that's what I help women to do. I love that. I love that. And you know that I'm all about <laughs> all of the things that you just talked about too. So, and you have recently gone through one of my programs with the Money Mindset Mastery. You see how it's so funny because we talk about how each area of our life affects other areas. And so often people want to compartmentalize and say, oh no, you know, this is just, I'm, I'm okay on the money side, but I'm not where I want to be on, you know, the health and nutrition, or I'm okay with this and I'm not okay there. And it's just so funny how it all truly intertwines. Right. And so it's so important to look at those and those core limiting beliefs. And I love, I I just love the work that you're doing. It's so inspiring. I'd love to hear what got you into this work? Like what was kind of that initial thing that was like, okay, it's time for me to really want to teach this to, to other women. Yeah. So I, my whole story starts about, I mean, my whole story of my life starts years and years ago. Right. But, um, this piece of it and, and how I got started, started about a decade ago, um, being in college, I was going through my culinary and pastry arts program. Like I said, that is my original background. And I had gone through, you know, it was my first time living away from home, which as many of us, when we're going away to college, it was the first time being away from home. Um, I'm very tight knit with my family. I'm an only child. And so, um, it was, it was hard for me that that transition of itself was difficult. And then, um, I was never one to date much in high school. I never had a serious relationship. And of course, heading into college, I, I was carrying a lot of what I now know is a lot of core limiting beliefs within myself, a lot of lack of self-confidence into my college career. And I naturally kind of gravitated towards the first person that showed me any ounce of care, right? So I know there's probably a lot of women listening to this feeling the same way that we've, a lot of people have been through that before. And it wasn't that it was a horrible relationship. It was not abusive in certain ways. It was just, I was not the person I am today in that relationship. I was operating from a very insecure, um, obsessive kind of lack um, within that relationship because it was internal to me that I just struggled with a lot of self-confidence stuff when it, especially when it came to relationships. And so it kind of just, it crumbled. It was not a good, it was not healthy. Um, there was a lot of, it was a lot of triggering things for me with my insecurities 
Um, he was not my aligned person by any stretch of the imagination. And we, we, did a, we did the roller coaster ride, right? We did the roller coaster of drama. And when finally it ended towards the end, um, we, he had cheated on me, which again, triggered all those insecurities again, over again. And I just disintegrated and I became super anxious. Um, I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder, generalized depression disorder. And I ended up really starting to struggle with my own health um, when it came to mental health. And then in turn, it triggered into physical health too, where I was not able to keep food down. I was constantly anxious and I was operating out of constant stress. And it got to the point where I was so malnourished that it was affecting my thought patterns. And so I was starting to have suicidal thoughts, violent thoughts, the whole thing. And it was scaring me. And so I ended up actually going into the hospital um, for some inpatient care for mental health. And I was there for about a week and got out, of course, was put on medications. And I always preempt this disclaimer that it is not up to either one of us on this call that we are not saying anything about medications. I never say anything about medications. Definitely. It is a very personal journey. I am not a mental health professional by any stretch of the imagination. So this was just my journey with it of, I didn't really want to be on the medications. Um, I was on them for a little while and they just, I, they didn't make me feel like me anymore. And part of that of course is the anxiety and depression, not making you feel like you, but there was also just a numbness um, from being on them for me. And so I remember after months of, you know, counseling and navigating this new journey, I woke up one day and I just sat up in bed and I remember it clear as day that I just sat up and I'm like, I don't want to live my life like this. I cannot live my life operating from this place of lack and depression and constant worry and fear. And so from that day, I started educating myself on natural ways to heal mental health disorders. And so I started researching nutrient deficiencies, where that comes up in your food, where you can find those, what supplements to do, um, how fitness and working out and moving your body produces dopamine and serotonin and all of all of the feel good hormones. And so that was really my first step into that world. And after getting my hospitality management degree, I was like, I don't want to do that. I want to do this, what I just did for myself. I want other women to feel what this feels like and not saying that they have to have anxiety or depression. It's just that everybody carries limiting beliefs. And so it was, it was more so about helping them through how that's showing up in their life and, and, and making them realize that there is a different way to do it. And also recognizing the kind of faults in the system of our, our wellness, like always thinking your wellness is only about your fitness and nutrition. That's a, a lie. It's not just about your wellness and nutrition. It's about every piece of your life. And when we are stressing out over our wellness routine, there's a problem. <laughs> um, and that's what diet culture kind of fuels that stress. And so it became also 
breaking down that too, because that was a big part of my journey too, was um, just all those insecurities that were fueled by so many aspects of our society and what we, what we go through. Yeah. And I love that you open up this conversation because I think that there are a lot of people who are out there right now struggling with these kinds of things and really feeling very alone. Mm -hmm. I think that depression, um, negative emotions, anxiety, they tend to be this party that nobody feels like anyone else is at when in all reality, everyone else is there. If you just look up, right? Like there are way more people. It's, it's this, this lie that you're the only one who's going through it. Cause that's what these negative emotions and these, you know, in turn, the thoughts that come along with that will tell you is that, you know, nobody understands and nobody gets it. And you're, you know, you must be the only one going through anything like this. Right. And, and so it's, it's important to be talking about how, you're not the only one, you know, if you're on this call right now, if you're on this, if you're listening to this right now, um, dealing with some of these things, just know that it's okay. And it's normal. And obviously seeking help is one of the first steps, just as you had mentioned, and that's going to look different for every single person, right? So what might work for one person might not work for the next. So obviously going down those, those paths and feeling out, you know, feeling out what actually works for you is going to be so huge. And I also think too, that that mind body connection is so big. And a lot of people aren't talking about that either. It's like, you know, they study the body and then they study the mind as though it's somehow separate from the body. And it's like, no, it is the, one of the biggest parts of the body, you know, probably the biggest. Right. And so it's so important to have those two working in conjunction with one another, not separate from one another. And I, I know that this is a conversation that happens a lot here, especially in the U S where it's, you know, take this medicine and do that. And it, and that's totally fine. Again, you know, go with your doctor's recommendation, but ultimately there are things that we can do from a physical level, right? Like you said, working out and, you know, and eating healthy, all of those things have a tremendous amount to do with mental health and like looking at you, you know, as in shape and as, as fit as you are, I know that a lot of people get to this place where you are because they've overcome, um, difficult things in their health in terms of like losing lots of weight or, you know, and that was never your story, right? It never, it didn't actually stem there, which is really cool and unique because most people that's where it stems from is they have this big, you know, transformation with their body. And then now they're out here and they realize that it has to do with, you know, that, that mind body connection as well. But I love that you're, you, that was never your story. (laughs) You didn't actually find all of this from, wanting to change your body. It was more wanting to change your mind. And that's so cool to me. I love that. And that's really like that, that piece of it has been huge. And that that's the part, again, like you said, a lot of people don't talk about that of like, it's, it's does not start with the, the motivation to manipulate your body can, can cause some very unhealthy ways of going about our quote unquote wellness routine. And I put that in quotes because that to me is not true wellness. To me, it's not to say that I, cause I do, I do have a piece of my story that is a weight loss journey, but it happened at a time that I had detached my motivator 
to be weight loss. My, my motivator was, was no longer weight loss. I went through a season where I was doing things like restrictive dieting, like overworking out, like stepping on the scale every day, um, multiple times a day where I was trying to, you know, lose that next 10 pounds. And I was doing the clean eating and the cleansing and all of that stuff, not from a place of actually resetting my organs and cleansing my body and my system. It was coming from a place of, oh, what's going to allow me to lose a quick three pounds before I go on vacation or after vacation or whatever. And until I shifted out of that to what was actually holding me back and no longer using those things as a band-aid for what was actually going on, because this is what I see all the time is we, we use things like work and like overworking out and obsessing and counting calories and restrictive dieting. We use that as a cover a lot of the times for what's actually going on, what, what the actual limiting beliefs are, what the anxiety is trying to tell us, what the depression is trying to tell us, because in our world, right, we have made the decision that those thoughts are a messenger to us and we have to listen. And so when I was constantly focusing my, my energy on the restrictiveness and the overworking out and all of that stuff, I was not allowing myself to go to that deeper vulnerable level of like, Hey, you still have stuff to heal with your anxiety and depression. I was not ready to go there. And that's a very personal thing. It's, it takes, you have to be ready. We can't force that as coaches. We can't force that on anybody. Um, you have to be here for that. But I finally got to the point where I just knew that it had nothing to do with the next diet. It had nothing to do with the amount of workouts that I was doing. It had everything to do with, I had realized where the stem of my anxiety was coming from and the stem of my limiting beliefs were coming from. And I, I knew and was called to heal that. And that became my focus. It was no longer about you know, putting the bandaid and putting my focus over on all of those other things that I thought I was able to control because I wasn't able, it was, it was just hiding what I, what I actually needed to do. And I allowed myself to go there. I allowed myself to heal from a lot of my anxiety stuff and a lot of my thoughts. And when I focused over there, my, my motivator was no longer the weight loss, but the weight loss happened because I healed the chronic stress. And so it's, it's kind of just like the cherry on top. It's not that we attach to that. I don't say that I'm a weight loss coach ever because I don't want that to be the forefront of anybody's motivation to work with me. It's just, it, it can happen. It could happen, but we're not focusing there. It's we're focusing on what are your core values and we filter everything through that. Because really when it boils down to it, working out your nutrition, having an awesome career that you love or a business that you love, having healthy relationships, all of that stuff, the weight loss doesn't really, that's not the most important thing. That doesn't really matter. That's peanuts compared to the, what's actually happening, the freedom that you can feel, the joy that you can feel, the happiness that you can feel, the you know, being in the present moment and not worry, living in constant worry and fear and all of these things that we hold on to. That's where I help women to attach their motivators to. Mm -hmm. It's no longer about the weight loss. It's not that it can't happen, but it's like when we, when we revert our focus to something that is so much 
deeper and more connected to us and aligned to us, that other piece just naturally happens. Mm, I love that. It's so good. And I've had this journey over the last couple of years too, just learning from other mentors such as yourself, such as my good friend, Victoria, who you have met as well and some others. And, you know, it's, I, I mean, my listeners here know that I have struggled with eating disorders since I was a teenager as well. So that's 25, probably years, maybe 20 to 25 years of struggling with that and trying to control it and feeling so lost around food. And, and that is obviously stemming, like you said, from these deeper things that I never understood. And it was always like, I remember looking at pictures of myself where I was half of my weight right now, thinking that I was huge, you know, and like, just it, it really, a lot of it stems from the fact that especially those, those big core limiting beliefs of feeling unworthy, you know, I'm, I'm not good enough. That's a really big one too, where this will come up. And it's like, so it doesn't matter if it's, you know, you, you have just lost a hundred pounds and now you've had this amazing journey. It's always that next 10 pounds, right. Or that next five pounds, because realistically, if you have a core limiting belief that it is, I'm not good enough. It's yeah. never, nothing is ever going to be good enough. It doesn't matter how hard you, how hard you've worked, where your body is, any of that. And I have literally struggled with that my entire life until learning all of this myself. And one thing I will say just to your point is absolutely like over the last year or two that I've been really focused on just embodying my highest self and letting go of those things and identifying as the version of me that is innately worthy, that is innately good enough. The weight is just coming off and it's from, cause I'm heavy. I'm honestly, I'm heavier than I've ever been in my life right now. And I'm happier than I've ever been in my life. And it's so funny because that never would have been the case mm -hmm. ever, you know, without letting go of those things. And it's not to say that you can't have a wellness routine that you don't want to, you know, be working out and eating right and, and all of that but it's just coming from a different energy, yes. right? It's, it's not, it's not having that focus. And I love that because I've seen that a hundred percent in my own life, the fulfillment that I get, you know, doing what I do and, and living in that present moment every day is so huge. So I love that you bring that up. Yeah. Yeah. That's the common myth with, with what I do. I think when people hear, you know, breaking free from diet culture, breaking free from the scale, uh, mindful nutrition, where we're not restricting, everything's on the table. The first thought when we live in that need for control over everything we're putting into our bodies, every calorie, stepping on the scale every day, every pound, every ounce, when we're coming from that place, we hear this other way of doing things. The first thought is like, oh my God, she doesn't care at all about what like wh then then what does working out mean why then why why is the why are we working out what's the point what's the point of fueling our bodies well and that's what diet culture wants you to yeah. hold on to is like they want you to hold on to the fact that we have like you always have to be on the next diet you always have Isn't to sad? be working out and it's i mean they make money off that right yeah. so um in it's coming instead from a place of, again, filtering things from your core values of like, what are your core values? 
if it's to be a powerful mom or be a leader in your business or your organization, or, um, you know, just to experience more joy and being present in your life and more freedom and lightness in your life, working out does that for you. Fueling your body well does that for you. And so it, it flips from working out to lose weight to working out to creating energy to mm. releasing what what stress because we are all human right we're all still going to experience times of stress so it's 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 now working out as release instead of out of punishment mm. and working out to create all of those happy hormones that we we have the power to create and knowing that like that's such a powerful thing and also using all of these things of again getting to that next level and, and allowing these limiting beliefs to come to the surface because as we both know we carry those thoughts every day and so and it's without awareness and so that's always the first step is bringing that awareness piece to it and, and recognizing how when we do step on the scale every single day what is that how is that having a ripple effect in your life if you're stepping on the scale the first thing in the morning and it's not a number that you want to see how are you carrying that thought into how you interact with your kids, how you interact with your spouse, how you talk to yourself throughout the day when you go to put your clothes on, how you work out or why you work out or what you're saying to yourself while you're working out or going into the kitchen and grabbing breakfast. Like, what is the thought? Are you even going to go into the kitchen and grab breakfast? Because maybe you think that skipping meals is going to change that number. It's like, it has that small piece has a huge ripple effect. And so that's where we start to look at, you know, is your wellness routine actually serving you well? Mm. For most people in this country, it does not serve them well because it's fueling their insecurities. It's fueling their limiting beliefs. It's fueling their stress. Mm. And so we're there instead to free people from that. And that's what I do is help them recognize truly how that's impacting their life because it's stuff that we don't think about on a regular basis because it's not in front of us mm. social media and tv and movies and advertisements and everything like that it's it's projecting an image that we especially as women feel like we have to meet that and so that's we're conditioned to feel that way and so it's about giving women their power back to know that it's not about that. You get to decide what this looks like. It has, it's not even up to me. I always say that's why I do not write meal plans. I do not write diet plans for people. It's about building awareness in educating them on nutrients and on food and how it fuels our body, how it interacts with that mind body connection, because there's so much that goes into that with the nutrition and gut health and everything like that. There is something biologically to be said about certain aspects of moving our body and nutrition. But those two things are two things that you cannot be like stolen. They cannot be stolen from you. Your awareness and knowledge are two things that even if, you know, I were to leave, they're still going to have that, right? I'm not going anywhere, but I, that's why I don't write meal plans. If I'm not, if I'm giving somebody a meal plan and I'm not educating you on why it's, important to eat these certain foods and in what nutrients they're giving you and all that. I'm not educating you. I'm not teaching you the awareness piece of it. And 
I'm not helping you with the limiting beliefs that come up when we, when we try to fit ourselves into that box, I'm not serve. I'm not doing my job. That to me is, un, it's not ethical for me in my world to, to do that. And if I were to leave and take that meal plan with me, what are you left with? Nothing. Yeah. If you didn't build any awareness and you didn't build the knowledge around what you needed, then it's pointless. Mm, and so yeah. I want to just fuel everybody with that power of like, you get to decide. It's my job to help guide you along the way and support you and help you work through the things that are coming up and fill in with the education. But you get to, to, to decide the power is in your hands to create a wellness routine and to create a life that is aligned to you that is your desires and that fits for you and that's sustainable that sustainability piece is the biggest piece we yeah. are not here for a start and end date anymore uh, <laughs> i love that that's so good and you know we talk a lot about this too where you can only make change in your life from the driver's seat yeah. right we talk about that and how important it is where so many people are living in if you think about a car right they're living in the passenger seat or even worse in the back seat, wondering why there's no change. And that's what we're doing is we're putting the power, you know, we're allowing the diet to drive the car, the diet culture to drive the car. It's always like when you provide these meal plans, when you go and feel like you need this next thing, you know, you're, you're giving that power consistently to somebody else that's outside of you. And I know for me, like I spent thousands of dollars through the years, you know, trying to figure out the perfect diet or the perfect supplement or the perfect fat burning this or whatever the case may be. That's all trash. You know, I mean, in some of it, okay. You know, do you get some energy? Yeah. I mean, it's not, I take, I take that back. It's not all trash because I still take some things, but you know, it's more from a nutrition standpoint. So are there shakes that I still drink that I've been drinking for years? Yes. Why? Because there's protein. And I understand that the body needs protein, you know, specifically when I'm done doing weight training or working out, you know, I'm taking that more from a place of understanding how it works, not just trying to have this pill that fixes everything or this next diet, right? It's about getting into the driver's seat of your own life, understanding that you've had the power the whole time and taking back that power and saying like, I'm the creator of this reality, right? So I love that because our messages are very aligned. It's in two, maybe two different spots, right? I talk a lot about money and finances. You talk about health and wellness, but the reality is, you know, the concepts are still the same. Yes. And so that's where, you know, that these are, these are things that work because you, you know, you can really apply them to every area of your life and get that transformation, but you have to decide to get out of the passenger seat or the back seat of the car and step into the driver's seat, because yeah. that's where you're going to be able to steer the car from. You're not going to be able to steer from the back. Yeah. And people really always want to give that power to someone else, right. When it's really all within you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It all stems to from, I always say, you know, have the power and be curious because it's, it's not a perfect, there is no perfect, whatever. There is no perfect diet plan. There is no perfect workout routine. It is maybe perfect for you, but there's even going to be nuances to that for you. Everybody's different. So there's no one size fits all. And there are things, there are supplements out there. There are companies that operate from a very ethical place. 
it's about, again, it's still you and your power being curious and educating yourself and doing your own research on what does this do for my body? Are these, you know, are the ingredients pure? What do the ingredients mean? What do the ingredients do in my body? And that also, you know, that is an empowering process within itself because you are seeking the information and deriving your own opinion about it. And also if you feel that it's aligned to you. And so the same goes for exploring new workouts. If somebody's saying like, if your best friend is going and they're doing, I'm a boxing instructor. So we'll use that and they're don't go into boxing, but you go and try it and it's not for you. It doesn't mean that you're not meant to work out. It just means that that's not your aligned workout. And so go and try something else. So it's, it's about that is all part of the power process is being curious and trying new things and seeing what works for you because it's not up to anybody except for you to, to make that decision. And that's truly when you're operating from that curiosity piece and educating yourself and building constant self-awareness of knowing your, your true self and what works for you and what's aligned to you. That's what builds the sustainability because then if you're happier if you enjoy your workouts more, if you're happier with the way that you're, you know, fueling your body and it's coming from a more natural place and less pressure, you're going to be more apt to do it, right? If somebody tells you you can't do something, you're going to always want to do it. And that's what restrictive dieting, why it doesn't work. And so instead, it just becomes, a, it, it's a freedom. You get your freedom back, but then you're operating still from honoring your body. And so it's, it's still, these things still have a place. The, the workouts still have a place. The operate, like eating nutrient dense foods still have a place because now it's, now you're fueling that powerful self. You're honoring that powerful self. And it's just coming from such a, a truer place than, you know, letting everybody else again, drive the car. Mm, that's so, so good. That's so good. So I'd love to ask if there's someone who who's listening right now, who can really resonate with this. Maybe they've been on the cycle, right? The cycle that you and I are thankfully on the other side of now. And, and sometimes still, I'm still sometimes still working through that because it is constantly being ingrained in us. Right. And that's um, by design, of course. So, you know, if someone is listening and they're really struggling with getting out of that cycle, maybe they're stepping on the scale every day. Maybe their body is, they're allowing their body to determine their worth, which is something that I used to do all the time too. What would you say is like one thing, like what is the first thing, the most important thing for them to do right now that's going to help them start this journey to that freedom that you're talking about? Yeah. So the, the very first piece is the awareness piece because so many of us are operating from a place of just um, like our circumstances and just our everyday, we're so in that routine of stepping on the scale of, you know, working out, out of punishment or guilt of restrictive dieting. And if, if that's where you've been operating from the first step to breaking that is allowing yourself to really go inward and think about when you are going to step on the scale, what is the thoughts? Like, what are the thoughts that are coming up? What's the thought process? that happens and just recognizing it. And again, if you're then recognizing it and then feeling like crap, <laughs> recognizing that too. So it's, it's not, it's coming from, I always kind of say this as 
it's almost like watching a TV program or listening to a podcast. It's like, you're listening to the things, but we're not attaching to them. And that takes a lot of practice. It's just recognizing and noticing when we are feeling a certain type of way around. And especially in in this world of starting to develop the self-awareness, starting to make this transformation in our wellness, in our life, it's going to be about the, the quote unquote easiest way to do this is to tap into when we step on the scale, when we work out and when we go to eat. Cause those, those are like the top three things. When we think about diet culture, those are the things that come up. And so if we can focus in there and develop the muscle to be able to to recognize the thoughts that are coming up. And then also once you can do that, take it a step further of, I call it like graceful call outs of yourself of, so this is the thought that's coming up. We know that it's negative and you then just, is there truth to that? Just asking those simple questions. Is there truth to that? Is there evidence backing that I am not beautiful because of this number on the scale? Is there evidence? Or where is that thought coming from? Is it coming from you? Or is it coming from maybe somebody told you that, said it to you? Is it coming from media, social media, TV, movies, whatever? But is it is there actual evidence to that? And if it's coming from a place, how can we start to heal that relationship with the person, if they said it to you or with putting the boundaries on the media and all of that stuff so that we can start to protect that energy so that we can start to make that more positive shift. Mm. But when it comes to diet culture things, and, and when we think about women's wellness, we're so conditioned to think of wellness as fitness and nutrition. So the first step is to, we don't have to look at every area, but let's start with, if you're stepping on the scale every day, what are, what are the thought patterns when you go to work out? Before you work out, what's your motivator? Like asking yourself, what's your motivator to work out? What's your motivator when you go to eat? How do you feel afterwards? What is the thought process afterwards, after you eat, after you work out, after you step on the scale, and then during? And so it's just building, asking yourself those questions before, during, and after, and just becoming aware of it first Mm. and getting comfortable with being aware of it. Because again, it's like, it's very easy to go into like the spiral of thoughts. And so it's practicing just becoming aware of it and almost just listening to it as almost an outer body type of experience. It's, it's not you. I always say like any negative thing is not your true self. And so it just almost becomes like a whole other persona which some, that helps some people too, of like labeling it as, Mm -hmm. oh, this is my not enoughness. Oh, this is my anxiety. It's not you. It's no longer, I am an anxious person. It's I experience anxiety and in calling out when it is anxiety, when it is your limiting beliefs and thinking of it as something outside of you that you're just experiencing and you don't have to define yourself by that any longer and practicing Mm -hmm. that that's the first step. And then we can fill in with the knowledge, the education, the curiosity, trying the different workouts and all of that stuff. Some people are comfortable quitting the scale cold Turkey. Like I always say, like have somebody 
hide it from you. And, and again, when you practice these things, you're going into it with intentionality of if you do get rid of it, what, what's coming up whenever you get rid of it and that kind of thing too. So it's just the awareness piece is the number one thing. Yeah. I love that. And it's, and it's awareness too, without judgment, right? Mm -hmm. Because recognizing, like you said, you are not your thoughts. You are the creator of your thoughts. So whether it's, it doesn't matter what these thoughts are, they're, they're not yours. Sometimes they're generational thoughts, right? Sometimes they're thoughts that were programmed well before you even understood what any of this meant, right? Through the programming of our unconscious mind. So it's so, so, so important. And I would even add to one of the questions that you like were asking about, is there any truth to that? You know, is there any truth contrary to that too? Because I know for me that helped a lot because I would look in the mirror and feel like an absolute whale. You know, I'd be like, saying, hearing all these negative thoughts in my mind, like you're just this and you're that and all of this horrible, horrible stuff that like, who says that to themselves? But I know a lot of people do. Right. But then even thinking about, okay, well, my husband doesn't feel that way. Right. My daughter doesn't think of me that way. Like if I look at the people in my life and ask them what they think of me, those would not be their words to describe me. <laughs> right. So I thought that was really huge for me to re, you know, to, to get over that piece of it and reprogram because I'm like, there has to be some truth. If I'm the only one who's speaking to myself this way and everyone else in my life is building me up and telling me that, you know, that I'm beautiful, especially your loved ones, right? Think about how your loved ones would describe you. If they're not using those words, you guys, right? Then it's not true. This is, you know, start to question those things because it's so powerful when you start to look at it from that lens. So I love that. Those are really, really good questions. I want to hear from you. Um, What's next for you? What are you most excited about in your business right now? You've got a lot going on, a lot of really good stuff. What's, what's cool in your world that's coming up? Yeah. So, um, over the past year, I've developed a group coaching experience called the holistic female, um, that embodies all of the things that we're talking about tonight. Right. So any, any female that's aligned to doing this level of work, um, and that's really created just a content library of all kinds of things with, everything we've talked about, every aspect of your wellness and your life. So not just talking about fitness and nutrition, but every area and doing this deeper level of work. And stemming from that, I have had on my heart for the past couple of years to, like I mentioned in the beginning, get my prenatal and postnatal fitness certification. And um, with that and kind of marrying that certification with this level of work, and carrying that into developing a course for moms, moms to be um, pre-pregnancy, during pregnancy, post-pregnancy for recovery. And it's going to be called the holistic mama to stick with the theme. And it's just going to have that whole picture approach still sticking with that mission of filling those gaps. Um, You know, we, we hear the more and more we talk to women about their pregnancy journey. I just hear so much that is not provided for moms to be and new moms um, when it comes to fitness and nutrition and 
you know, mindset support and um, just setting those intentions and, and the recovery process for our core. And there's so many things that are lacking in that space. And so um, I decided to kind of create that and fill those gaps. And so it's going to be a fitness program training for birth. It's going to be um, some nutrition guidance and counseling. It's going to be, you know, still breaking diet culture mentality because it's carrying that, especially into pregnancy can be super detrimental, not just to yourself, but to the, to the baby as well um, with counting calories and cutting calories and stuff. We just can't do that. Right. It's because we're now feeding another soul. And so um, that, and then also the mindset work and, and core breathing so that your, your labor is more smooth and um, the core recovery piece um, all of it. It's just going to be this all-encompassing piece. I'm going to pull in um, other professionals in the pregnancy space, doulas, midwives, um, all of that to just kind of, again, fill those gaps for moms. I'm so excited. <laughs> I literally, when you told me about this, I was just like, this is it. Like, this yeah. is it. I would have literally died to have something like this whenever I was going through my pregnancy and going into that. And even I know like some of my sisters and my mom, you know, just the amount of knowledge that you need supported with throughout your pregnancy that you don't, that literally just doesn't exist. I mean, maybe it does. I just haven't seen it. And I mean, I had my daughter 15 years ago, so I haven't been looking for this information, but I know that there have been so many women who um, would, would love this. So this is so huge. I'm so excited for you. This is a really, really good thing. And I think it feels, um, so aligned, right. With your mission and what you're doing. And I can just feel that energy within you. So I'm so excited for you. That's amazing. Now I'd love to share with our listeners, if they want to find more information about you, they want to connect with you on a deeper level. Can you just share with us where they can find you? Where do you hang out most on social and how can they connect with you more deeply? Sure. So I am Jess Hathaway across the board. So um, J-E-S-S, Hathaway is spelled with an E. So it's H-A-T-H-E-W-A-Y, not like Anne Hathaway. Um, <laughs> I will link and, it too. <laughs> yeah. So it's Jess Hathaway on Instagram, on Facebook. Those are my top two. And then also just JessHathaway.com is um, my website where you can find everything that I do and stay up to date. Um, the holistic female is up and open and the holistic mama were in the development phases. And so if there is, you know, anyone out there listening that is a mom and, um, wants to get involved, I am looking for a few more mamas and moms to be or pregnancy professionals, um, to be part of the development team too. So oh, I love that. Oh, that's so exciting. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Thank, Thank you. you so much again for coming on today and just sharing your heart, your wisdom. I know that you're helping so many women in this world and this is so huge. So guys definitely go check Jess out. She's super inspirational, super amazing, and you will love her work. So thank you again, Jess, for coming on the show today. I appreciate you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm so, I'm so happy we were able to connect and that we're building this friendship. It's been amazing. So me too. Yay. It. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to this entire episode today. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you do me a favor and leave a quick review? 
This allows me to reach more people, and if you found value, others will too. Also be sure to share this episode with your loved ones, because I believe that when one of us rises, we all rise. And if you're looking to connect on a deeper level than this podcast can allow, consider joining my brand new Elevate You Inner Circle free Facebook community so we can elevate even higher together. Let's continue to rise. I'll see you next time. Thank you.